Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Songs and Stories podcast. As I said previously, it's been great to have people reaching out with songs they'd like to hear about. And this will be the main reason behind some of the next few song choices. Starting with episode 21, The Ballad of Sean Tracy, or Tipperary So Far Away. Sean Tracy was one of the leaders of the 3rd Tipperary Brigade of the IRA during the Irish War of Independence. He was one of a small group whose actions initiated that conflict in 1919. He was killed in October 1920 on Talbot Street in Dublin in a shootout with British troops during an aborted British Secret Service surveillance operation. His full name was Sean Alice Tracy. He came from a small farming background in Tipperary and he grew up in Hollyford. He was the son of farmer Dennis Tracy and Bridget Alice. He left school aged 14 and worked as a farmer, also developing deep patriotic convictions. Locally, he was seen as a promising farmer, calm, direct, ready to experiment with new methods and intelligent. He was a member of the Gaelic League and the Irish Republican Brotherhood, the IRB, from 1911 and the Irish Volunteers from 1913. He was picked up in the mass arrests in the aftermath of the Easter Rising in 1916 and spent much of the following two years in prisons, in Cork Prison, Dundalk Jail and Mountjoy Prison, where he joined the ongoing hunger strike from 22nd of September 1917. Tracy was released from Mountjoy in June 1918. From Dundalk Jail in 1918, he wrote to his comrades in Tipperary, Deport all in favour of the enemy out of the country. Deal sternly with those who try to resist. Maintain the strictest discipline. There must be no running to kiss the mother's goodbye. In 1918, he was appointed Vice Officer Commanding of the 3rd Tipperary Brigade of the Irish Volunteers, which became the Irish Republican Army in 1919. On the 21st of January 1919, Tracy and Dan Breen, together with Sean Hogan and Seamus Robinson, known as the Big Four, and five other volunteers, helped to ignite the conflict that was to become the Irish War of Independence. They ambushed and shot dead two members of the Royal Irish Constabulary, the RIC, Constables Patrick O'Connell and James MacDonald, during the Solid Bag ambush near Tracy's home. Tracy was said to have led the planning for the ambush and briefed the brigade's commanding officer Seamus Robinson on his return from prison in late 1918. Robinson supported the plans and agreed they wouldn't seek permission to undertake the attack. The RIC men were guarding a transport of gelignite explosives. Some accounts say the volunteers shot them dead when they refused to surrender and offered resistance. 
Other accounts suggest that shooting them was the intent from the start. Brian later recalled, we took the action deliberately, having thought over the matter and talked it over between us. Tracy had said to me that the only way of starting a war was to kill someone, and we wanted to start a war, so we intended to kill some of the police, who we thought was the most important branch of the enemy forces. The only regret that we had following the ambush was that there were only two policemen in it, instead of the six we had expected. As a result of the action, South Tipperary was placed under martial law and declared a special military area under the Defence of the Realm Act. After another member of the Solihead Beg ambush party, Sean Hogan, who was just 17, was arrested on the 12th of May 1919, the three others, Tracy, Brian and Robinson, were joined by five men from the IRA's East Limerick Brigade to organise Hogan's rescue. Hogan was brought to the train which intended to bring him from Thurlis to Cork City on the 13th of May 1919. His escort grinning at him as he told the ticketmaster, give me three tickets to Cork but just two returns. As the train crossed the Tipperary border and into County Limerick, the IRA party led by Tracy boarded at Knocklong. A close range struggle ensued on the train. Tracy and Brain were seriously wounded in the gunfight. Two RIC men died but Hogan was rescued. His rescuers rushed him into the village of Knocklong, where a butcher's wife slammed down the shutters to hide them and her husband cut off Hogan's handcuffs using a cleaver. A search for Tracy and the others was initiated across Ireland. Tracy left Tipperary for Dublin to avoid capture. Michael Collins employed him on assassination operations with what was known as the Squad. He was involved in the attempted killing of the Lord Lieutenant of Ireland, Sir John French, in December 1919. In the summer of 1920, Tracy returned to Tipperary and organised several attacks on RIC barracks, notably at Holyford, Kilmallock and Drangan, before again moving his base of operations to Dublin. By the spring 1920, the political police of the Crime Special Branch and the G Division Special Branch of the Dublin Metropolitan Police had been effectively neutralised by IRA counterintelligence operatives under Collins. The British thoroughly reorganised their administration at Dublin Castle, including the appointment of Colonel Ormond Winter as Chief of New Combined Intelligence Services for Ireland. Working closely with Sir Basil Thompson, Director of Civil Intelligence in the British Home Office, with Colonel Hill Dillon, Chief of British Military Intelligence in Ireland, and with the local British Secret Service Head of Station, Count Savine, at Dublin Castle. Winter began to import dozens of professional secret service agents from all parts of the British Empire into Ireland to track down IRA volunteers and Sinn Féin leaders. Tracy and Breen were again relocated to Dublin in the so-called squad. Its mission was to discover and assassinate British secret agents, political policemen and their informants and to carry out other special missions. With help from police inspectors brought up from Dublin to Tipperary, CIS spotted Tracy and Breen and placed them under surveillance. On the 11th of October 1920, Tracy and Breen were holed up in a safe house in Drumcondra on the north side of Dublin when it was raided by a police unit, led there by a tout, Robert Pike. In the ensuing shootout, two British officers, Major Smith and Captain White, were wounded and died the next day, while Breen was seriously wounded. The owner of the house, Professor John Carlin, of nearby St. Patrick's Teacher Training College, was put up against a wall and shot in the back of the neck by the British. Tracy and Brian managed to escape through a window and shot their way through a police cordon. The injured Brian made his way to Dublin's Matter Hospital, where he was admitted using a false name. 
Tracy had also been wounded, but not as seriously as Breen. The British search for the two was intense, and Collins ordered the squad to guard them while plans were laid for Tracy to be exfiltrated from the Dublin metropolitan area. Tracy hoped to return to Tipperary. Realising that all the major thoroughfares would be under surveillance, he had the intention of cycling home by the back roads. When Collins learned that a public funeral for the two officers killed was to take place on 14th of October, he ordered the squad to set up along the procession route and to take out two powerful men, the Chief Secretary for Ireland, Hamer Greenwood, and Lieutenant General Henry Hugh Tudor, who had established the Black and Tans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Several members of the squad assembled at a Dublin safe house, the Republican Outfitters shop at 94 Talbot Street, early on the 14th of October, in preparation for this operation. Tracy was to join them for his own protection, but he arrived late to discover that Collins had cancelled the attack. Tracy was extremely distressed. He and his closest friend, Dan Breen, each thought that the other had been killed. Breen had managed to get away. His feet cut to ribbons by the glass of Professor Carolyn's greenhouse and was now being hidden by the medical staff in a nearby hospital, the Matter Hospital. While the others quietly dispersed, Tracy lingered behind in the shop, but he had been followed by an informer and a British Secret Service surveillance team led by Major Carew and Lieutenant Gilbert Price was stalking him in the hope that he would lead them to Collins or to other high-profile IRA targets. Tracy was a wanted man, and when he exited number 94 Talbot Street with a plan to rescue his friend in the Matter Hospital, then surrounded by Crown forces, he was ambushed by a detachment of the British military. In a fierce gun battle, Tracy tried to get away on a bicycle left by his friend Dick McKee, but slipped. Terrified passers-by watched as bullets smashed through the shop's front and lodged in doorways. Lieutenant Gilbert Arthur Price and two civilians, Joseph Corringham and Patrick Carroll, were also killed. When Tracy realised that he was being followed, he ran for his bicycle, but he grabbed the wrong bike and fell. Price drew his pistol and then closed in. Tracy drew his pistol and shot Price and another British agent before he was shot in the head, dying instantly. Rushing to the scene, Winter was horrified to see the bodies of Tracy and his own agents lying dead on Talbot Street. The entire confrontation had been witnessed by a 15-year-old Dublin trainee photographer, John J. Horgan, who captured the scene moments after the shooting, showing Tracy lying dead on the pavement and Price propped up against the doorway a few feet away, making a statement to a reporter. Winter called the event a tragedy. At the time, a Pathé news crew was in Dublin filming for the War of Independence and were quickly on the scene. 
They filmed the removals of the bodies and those who were killed. The footage has been acquired for the state by the Irish Film Institute. The British forces immediately attacked the Republican Outfitters shop, riddling the shop with bullets and throwing Mills bombs inside the wreck it. Tracy's death caused a bit of panic within the IRA. A commemorative plaque above the door of 94 Talbot Street, across from Talbot House, commemorates the spot where Tracy died. His coffin arrived by train at Limerick Junction Station and was accompanied to St Nicholas Church, Solihead by an immense crowd of Tipperary people. He was buried at Kilfecal Graveyard, where, despite a large presence of British military personnel, a volley of shots was fired over the grave. In Turles in County Tipperary, Sean Tracy Avenue is named after him. The town of Tipperary is home to the Sean Tracy Memorial Swimming Pool, which contains many historic items related to the Easter Rising and the War of Independence, and a copy of the Proclamation of the Irish Republic. The Sean Tracy GAA Club takes its name in his honour and represents the parish of Hollyford, Kilcommon and Rarecross in the Sleeve Phelan Hills, which straddle the borderland between the historical north and south ridings of Tipperary. Tracy is remembered each year on the anniversary of his death at a commemoration ceremony in Kilfegal. At noon on the day of an All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final in which Tipperary participate, a ceremony of remembrance is held at the spot in Talbot Street in Dublin where he died, attended mainly by people from West Tipperary and Dublin people of Tipperary extraction. The ceremony usually consists of the reading of the Proclamation of the Irish Republic, a recitation of a decade of the Rosary in Irish and singing of Tipperary so far away, as well as the playing of the Irish National Anthem. The first event of this type is said to have taken place in 1922. The song Sean Tracy, also called Tipperary So Far Away, is about Tracy's death and is still sung with pride in West Tipperary and beyond. A line from the song was quoted by former US President Ronald Reagan when he visited Tipperary in 1984, when he said, And I'll never more roam from my own native home in Tipperary so far away. The song I just mentioned is known by two or three titles, being either just Sean Tracy or the Ballad of Sean Tracy, or of course, Tipperary So Far Away. The original author of Tipperary So Far Away is actually unknown, but one of the earliest recordings known is from the 1950s by the Clancy Brothers and Tommy Makem, but a far more recognisable and arguably more popular version came from the Wolf Tones, who just used the title Sean Tracy or the Ballad of Sean Tracy. So, to play us out for episode 21 of the Songs and Stories podcast, in what has been admittedly probably the least musically weighted episode so far, but hopefully as informative and of course enjoyable and a little bit different. But here's Sean Tracy by the Wolf Tones. Yeah.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.